Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Unlaced Podcast. Thank you so much for all your support this year. I say it at the start of every every episode. If you are new here, thank you for coming along. Please give us a like and subscribe. It's how we grow. And if you've come back, as I always say, I absolutely love you. Last week ep- uh, episode, the Australian Football Bonanza with Fahid Ben Kalfala and Rashid Mahazi. Absolute debate and a half. Those two blokes were arguing pretty much the whole podcast. So hopefully you found that fascinating. Um, we've kind of come back to a, a level playing field today because we always love to get different athletes on. And I've been an admirer of this man for, for a number of years because of just the rigors of his uh I guess, battles for his position and also some of the journeys that he's had to go on to get in the position he is today. Pretty impressive. Uh, Harry Grant, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for having me, mate. Hey, it's uh, first time on the on this podcast, obviously, as yeah, well. First time on a podcast. First time doing a podcast in a little <laughs> sus bus. <laughs> sus bus, yeah. What's the sus bus thing you were talking about before? You've got your own, uh, own truck down or something. Yeah, I, I got a little van down just to um, get away from Melbourne for weekends, go down the coast or whatever. So... Got a bed in the back and just call it sus bus. Fuck, man. Do you? Do you What's actually, this one called? What did you say it was? Wow. Roland Studio. <laughs> Roland, Roland Studio. Studio. Yeah, that's on camera. That's the that's the on camera name. Off yeah, camera, yeah. it's got a different one. Yeah. Thought, yeah. <laughs> um, mate, do you struggle living in Melbourne at all? Like with your sort of like, I feel like coming from like Rockhampton or like country Queensland and so forth. Yeah. It's a bit of a different speed here. I'll um I'll pull you up to start. I can't claim Rockhampton. I got to claim Yapoon. Yapoon. Okay. It's 30 Yipoon. minutes. It's 30 minutes uh, east of Rockhampton. But Wiki- mate, Wikipedia let us down there. It's it's separate. It's you Oh know, really? So Rockhampton's it- Cameron Munster territory. Oh, so you don't want to be a you don't want, with that. You don't want to be you don't want to be with <laughs> him. Mate. Call, how do you call it? Yapoon. Yapoon. Yapoon, right. So it's a nice little coastal town. You know, you travel 30 minutes inland, you get to Rocky and it's like Ah. You're running into the camera oh, so you monsters actually, and oh, Tim yeah. Glasby's like those kind of people. <laughs> Horrible humans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. But, um, but no, I I was pretty fortunate the way I sort of transitioned from like out of school, went to the sunny coast for two years where I played uh, under 20s and then down here to Melbourne. I reckon it would have been a big move going straight from Yapoon yeah. straight down here to Melbourne. But um, yeah, we're pretty fortunate here. Like we all got each other, like everyone's moving interstate. So we all rely on each other. Like yeah. we're always doing stuff together, which is, which is cool. It's, it was probably hard at the, at the start. Like I used to try and go home any chance I'd get. <laughs> it was like, it costs you an arm and a leg and yeah. you spend most of the time traveling, but I'm settled in now, which is good. How, how long have you been here now all up? Cause I know you've had stints away from the club, but from sort of day one to now, how long's that actually been? Uh, I moved down at the end of 2017. Fuck, it's a long time, man. Yeah. Jesus. So you're so practically local. Yeah, practically local. <laughs> so, pay, pay your tolls, mate. You're pay your tolls. Yeah, shit. Like, it's pretty crazy, man. When I look at your career, like for someone who, like you played 50-odd games in the NRL, and I don't know if this, like for you, has caught you off guard, but like Rookie of the Year, an Origin winner, World Cup winner, you're obviously now the starting hooker for Melbourne Storm. Like it's pretty pretty quick growth, and especially in the last 12 to 18 months. Like has that sort of been surreal for you? Yeah, I guess the last yeah couple of years have kind of just um, happened, and I've I think I've just been very fortunate timing wise. Like, if I look at look back on a lot of things, like I don't know, t- I just feel like timing's a big thing. Mm. There's 
it's sort of fallen in my favour in a way. Um, but also pretty lucky, like with the apprenticeship, I've kind of done like in terms of like playing so much football in like lower grades and then like getting all that experience. So like when I sort of did start playing NRL, I felt like I was yeah. ready, like rather than just like, yeah, getting thrown in the deep end. Yeah, because I reckon you got like you had a real sort of like – tough upbringing to get your first sort of gig in the NRL. I mean, not only were you playing sort of some lower grade stuff or Q Cup stuff to, to get games in, but then also you've come into the storm. I think Cameron Smith was there when you were there. Yeah, Smith was there. He's, he was there. Well, I started, yeah, in under 20s, like 2016, 2017. So right. I was sort of still doing a little bit. Um, yeah, I got, I got experience to, to train with like the full-time squad then and then – 2018 was like my first full season down here. And so that was like, yeah, what, three years Shit. with Smithy there. Like, so I'm very lucky with that. And then Brandon as well, like me and him sort of <laughs> play like similar, similar, um, you know, on the field. So, and we get off, uh, get on well off it. So. Yeah, which is quite like, because um, I actually have a whole topic on this, but maybe we'll just <laughs> dive into this now. But because I found like, I think it's pretty amazing because it is pretty competitive in sport and, it was evident for obviously a while that it was either you or him to play. But then from the outside, you guys look like best mates as well. So it was kind of like unique. Yeah. Like how did you balance that? Like, No, I think like, you know, everyone in sport, everyone's competitive, but down here, like we're, we're just like, we just want to, you know, whatever's best for the team. And like when you've got people that are trying to get better and um, you can better each other, I think that's what, yeah, makes the club pretty special. And no matter what position, I think like there's so much competition in all all positions so everyone's trying to better each other and like yeah. I said we all rely on each other so yeah you know you can have that competitive rivalry if you if you choose to take it that way on the training paddock or on the field but then off the field you sort of there for each other but me and Brandon were just like let's just yeah, it's do crazy. whatever's best for the team and try and win games. Because how was that managed through those couple of years where you guys were obviously, like Brandon was pretty elite, started to kind of come through and you obviously had your stint at the West Tigers, which kind of put you on the map in a sense, which we'll go through. But like, was that, was there sort of instruction from Bellamy on how he would utilize you two? Or was it kind of, you know, who's training or who's playing or we'll get the gig? Yeah. I th- Well, I came back from the West Tigers and then um, Belzer was kind of like, I think I was going to like start and then um, whether Brandon continued to play like the role he was. And then I got injured. Like I did my knee in the trial. Not bad. Like I did MCL. I think I had four or five weeks out. And then Brandon started the year and he just started so good. <laughs> oh, shit. And then like, so then like for the rest of the year, like he was just like starting. He'd play like the first 20 minutes and then I'd come on and then right. he'd move to like in into lock. Right. And that's sort of where we formed a good combination of like, He'd do all the hard yards, <laughs> yeah, tire everyone out, and then I'd come on fresh and take advantage of it. and Looking um, golden. Yeah, yeah, and then we'd just sort of work together like that. And, yeah, to be fair, like, it's just weird how things happen. It just worked out well. And, um, yeah, we're both happy to do that for yeah for the team and, yeah, for the coach because whatever Belzer says goes. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. So I've heard. <laughs> um, before, because I actually probably know, I'll, I'll stick on Brandon Smith because for, for me, did you have an idea that, he was always going to move like when that sort of competition was up for grabs or did you think potentially he might stick around? Yeah, no, not really. I didn't really think he was going to move like, um, but at the end of the day, you got to, it's only a short career. 100%. Like you just got to do what you, you got to do. And, um, yeah, I, I was, I was already penciled in here for a little bit longer and, um, 
yeah, and, and yeah, he had to do what he had to do for, for footy, but I was prepared. Like, we were probably both prepared, but yeah, at the end of the day, like I said, it's, he seems like he seems like a fucking ripping bloke. Yeah, he's a ripping bloke. He seems so funny. What was the thing you said the other day about the bloke going to rugby union? Oh, he's yeah, like, 1.6 like, million won't help you beat the old bloke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like about his own teammate. <laughs> yeah. That's just typical Brandon. Yeah, he's just he's got like, something for everything. Oh, mate, he was like on song. Yeah. He was so good. He used to always just go at Craig and like, oh. <laughs> yeah, did he really? Yeah. yeah, there'd be some good stories. Yeah, there's some good stories there. What, did, they, did they have a good relationship? Yeah, yeah, they had a really good relationship. I think Bells are like, you know. Did a lot for him as well. Like, yeah, yeah, he'd be the first to admit, like, when he first came down from Townsville, he was like, you know, he had a few uh, loose screws. <laughs> Indiscretions. But, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> mate, where he's got himself to, it's yeah, Good credit him. to him. Like, Yeah, it's, it's a little bit – because when I come from the soccer background, even in the AFL background, like, when you move clubs – you usually wait to the end of the season or the last year, like the end of your contract kind of yeah. where it's in the balance in NRL and particularly the storms had a, quite a few use cases of this with, um, Ado car, the Bromwich boys and obviously Brandon Smith, they announce it like before the start of their last season, Yeah, yeah. which I think is fucking crazy because then it's like, everyone knows you're yeah, leaving. Everyone, like everyone questions you then like, yeah. Oh, you have a bad game. Why is like, that? Your, like, why don't people wait? Head? Is no, that just, I, I don't know. I think it's just, I guess security. I think, there could be change coming, like going yeah. forward with with everything, but like they have like a sort of window after November first, I think it is. Mm. You can negotiate for not that year, like but the following year, kind of thing. So right. if you're off contract, um, but then yeah, like everyone questions you, like, oh, where's where's your head at? Like, <laughs> you know, do you want to go play for the, the team that you've signed for yeah. in, in two years' time? It's like, nah, like once you go and play, it's like. Well, yeah, because if you look you at just all, win. all like, those <laughs> players when they played that last year, you wouldn't know the way they played they were leaving. But yeah. at the same time, there's just nat- that natural stigma. Like, yeah, yeah. And then it's a bit more motivation because you're like, well, it's their last year. You want to, you know, do well for them. But True. Unfortunately for us last year, it didn't go that way. But. <laughs> now, my only um, insight, and I'll get this right now, Nipoon, is because <laughs> I want you to take me to what it's like to grow up as a kid there because I've got no idea. I've grown yeah, up in the yeah. city of Melbourne, as you can tell, what yeah. it probably what it, what it would be like. But my only example, and I heard you talk about this, is a story about your dad and the way his sort of lifestyle. And I think he, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but he has like a little bar out the back or like a little <laughs> little private yeah. area and he just sits there and drinks cans and different people through the day of his mates will come in and have a few cans and they'll just get on and keep going. Like it's yeah. just a revolving door. Yeah, yeah. That's my only insight into your poon. That sounds like fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, he's living the dream, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, solving the world's problems yeah, and shit. Yeah, I can he imagine. Just, <laughs> he's got this little bar set up and he like out. Uh, at home and he's just like, I know why he doesn't go anywhere. He just, <laughs> he just stays there and <laughs> like everyone comes, comes to him. <laughs> good. Like, he's got it pretty good. But like our house is kind of like on the way past like some of his mate's house so, and our neighbour's really close. Our neighbour's in like every day drinking cans <laughs> really? with him. Yeah. How good it's pretty that? funny. But um, yeah, it's a small little community. Like, you know, it's everyone's, uh, yeah, everyone's popping in all the time. It's, <laughs> it's good, good time. How did you gravitate towards footy? Like when when did that come into to your sort oh, of age? I got so I got three older brothers, right. mum and dad. Um, yeah, both heavily involved in sport. Like mum's a PE teacher back home, and she's uh, yeah played sport her whole life, and and dad played sport his whole life too. So um, it was probably inevitable. Like yeah, and footy was probably the main one. Like my brothers were all playing, and I was I think I was four, and I was like, if they're playing, I want to play. Yeah, so I started pretty early, but. I was just, I played every sport like under the sun, Did whatever you, I could, whatever I could play to try and 
get a day off school. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> if it was rep team. So I was like, yeah, I'm trying to make that rep team. I was doing like cross country and like AFL aquathons, like just to make rep teams, just, just to, <laughs> <laughs> just to get away at time off school. But, um, yeah, but I always probably knew like footy was number one. Yeah. What I wanted to do. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know about you, but like for me on the outside, it seems like if I'm a Brisbane Broncos fan, I'd be fucking fuming. <laughs> I mean, obviously they've got so many good players up there. You're going to miss out on a few, but yeah, they did have a crack at you, didn't they? When you were like before the storm. Yeah. A little bit. Like I'll, a lot, like they have, or back then, like it was like the Broncos and Cowboys, they had access to pretty well yeah. everyone in Queensland. And like, yeah. you're always just in there, like little talent, yeah. talent, um, identification groups. So it's like, I think it's like once a month or something like you're training. Okay. Um, they come to like, say Rocky and everyone in the area, like comes <laughs> in and like does a session with them. Like you get a Broncos kit and, um, I think they were keen to sort of, yeah, do a little bit more with it. Yeah. And, um, I was still in school and dad was like, oh, just wait. Like he didn't really tell me, but he's just yeah, like, yeah. Well, just, he didn't tell you. Nah, he's just like, oh, like when I talked to him about it, he's just like, you know, you're still in school. Like there's no real benefit. Like it's fucking smart. You want something, you know, after school where it's yeah. going to lead to something where, where you can just, I, I feel like a lot of, uh, oh yeah, kids, I guess, just yeah. think you're going to play professional sport when you're 15, 16, 17. And you look at a lot of guys that are signed up you'd be the same and yeah, man. Lot, like every sport would be the same. Like a lot of guys that have signed up at 15 to these contracts in school, like they're not they around. just sort of fizzle out. Yeah. They're not around. They've got no, yeah. So, so true. Do you know what? That's a, as a kid though, like you wouldn't it's probably wise to tell you cause you yeah. wouldn't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't understand probably it. Probably only until now, maybe yeah. you start getting like, fuck, that was a good call. Yeah. And you look at like NRL now and it's like so many players are like debuting at like mid twenties, like, you know, like so much, experience and like under 20s q cup mm. new Wales cup whatever like look at nico hines like he's man he's his story's yeah, crazy he's man. 27 and it's like you know he's only come onto the nrl scene in the last couple of years so did you know he could did you know from what you saw of him at storm that he had like dally m qualities yeah well I, you know i'm gonna tell a little story here I, i'm gonna claim his success <laughs> that's a big call <laughs> not his success but you know he he owes me a beer yeah so we were playing um we were playing Q Cup, like I was playing for the Sunny Coast Falcons. It was 2018 and uh, Chris Flannery is the CEO up there for the Falcons and I was having a beer with him and we just played Nico and uh, there was another guy, Kyle Laybutt. He played a little bit at the Cowboys, but um, yeah, we're playing the Mackay Cutters and Flano is talking to me. He's like, oh, for the Falcons, I want to sign a, um, a 5.8 for next year. He's like, oh, I'm looking at Laybutt or Nico and I was like, oh yeah. And I didn't know Nico from a bar of soap, but I knew he, like he was a good bloke. Like you could just tell he's a good bloke, and he loved the beach. He loved surfing and that. And I were knew they like, your, were they your two priorities before football? Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> and I was just like to Flano, I was like, oh mate, Nico, he's he's a gun. Like yeah, sign him up. No way. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, he got a he signed with Falcons. He got a preseason down here, and then um, we actually formed a really good bond in that that preseason. And then yeah, we played played the rest of the year together for Sunny Coast Falcons and yeah, he got signed up that year and I was just like, I always remind him like, mate, if I didn't tell Flano, <laughs> if I didn't tell him then, like who knows, you could. Wait, so the, you've gone to the CEO of the Sunny Coast um, team, what, what are they called? Yeah, Falcons. Falcons. Chris yeah, Flannery. Fal he's, Chris so he's, Flannery. He's, he's, he's a legend. So you've gone to the CEO of the Falcons, Chris Flannery, 
that he should sign Nico Hines based off him looking like a good bloke and liking the beach. Yeah, pretty and well. He's gone knew, on yeah. to <laughs> <Louis Dalliem>. yeah. <laughs> Pretty well. I was just like, yeah, mate, nah. Not Nico, he's the one. Harry Grant, the scout of the century. <laughs> oh, God, that's unbelievable. But, he's another one. So I know I mentioned about Brandon Smith, but like, not that I know these boys, but I know some people that know him, but like no one's ever said a bad word about Nico Hines. Nah. He seems like, again, like another good bloke. Like, yeah, was was that sad genuine. to see him go? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think if you look at our team or like a squad, like every every NRL squad, it's like so many like people come and go and it's like, yeah. but it's so cool that you just meet so many people from all Fucking different awesome. walks of life and like, like we got Justin Olam, like he'd be one for you to get on, mate. Yeah. His story is crazy. Oh, like, absolutely. You have to. For you to like, his story from where he's like come from, for him to be playing like NRL for the Melbourne Storm now. Oh, it's just like so cool to like be exposed to that. And it's like, yeah, we, we're so lucky we get to do that. Man, I, I reckon he'd probably be the last person on my list in the NRL to run through. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he actually might be the last yeah, one because I've seen him run through big people before and they like don't move. He's got a nickname, Fear. So. Fe- <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so right. Because like he seems like a nice guy too, which they scare me the most. Yeah, yeah. Because he's just like, he balls people over. What's Because what's his background? He's got the obviously. Is yeah, he, just PNG, but PNG. he like grew up like in the villages up there. Like he's. Stories like, oh man, we'll have to get him on. Yeah, we'll have to get him on. He's It'd walking hours cool. a day just to get to school, and like, oh my god, <laughs> he tells this one story where he's like, they got like chickens, and like <laughs> they have to put the chickens away before, um, like, like uh, dinner and stuff. And he's like, oh, sometimes we just like fall on the chickens, and that way, like, if if it dies, we have we know we're having chicken for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like the fake, like the fake yeah, yeah, trip, the fake death. Wow. It's just like, like that's his like proper childhood. Hardship. Yeah, proper. Like man, he's just like such a crazy story. And it's just like, fuck, man, that'll keep you humble. Yeah, because sure. I actually, and I don't know what it is. I'm keen to go into a bit of like the storm culture and what makes it unique in a sense. But everyone I've ever spoke to from there, just, we get a lot of athletes on the show. It's not to say people are arrogant or cocky, but they're like, you wouldn't know you guys play at the level you do and have achieved some of the things you do. Cause everyone like yeah. you could be sit like you literally, you saw me outside before you're like, you want to hop in yeah. so I don't get wet. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that shit. Like why everyone at storm seems to have that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one. Like, do you notice it though? Like, or are you just prone? Like you're used to you it now. So I think it's pretty it. like, unique, man. I think we're just fortunate from the get go. There was a lot of good people involved. Mm. Um, you know, we, we still got like all, a lot of those people still involved, but you look at, Say like Robbie Kearns, yeah, like who started like was one of the founders of the club, or not founders, but like foundation players. Matt Guyer, like Stalwarts, yeah. all these guys that are just like absolute cracking blokes, and like just do anything for anyone, and like um, they knew that they had to like do right by everyone down here to to be able to like be successful, like because mm-hmm. it was a, a rugby league team coming to Melbourne, everyone was like, no, nah, like it's yeah, probably true. not going to work. But those guys really laid the foundations and then it just like passed on. Like you look at like Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, those guys and what they got to in their career and like the amount of time and like care they had for people. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I think we're just lucky that we just, yeah, being involved with a lot of those people. But in saying that too, it comes from your childhood. I think we got a lot of good people that sign on. Like if you're. I feel like with the, because the one of the things are that like Storm just keep poaching gems. I reckon like it's pretty critical that they have a good scouting system or yeah. whatever because obviously we're not a rugby league town, but 
they seem, I, I reckon a criteria must be like the family background and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You kind of got to be a good bloke. Like, yeah, not like, like yeah, you can't, or really you got to be, you can't be a dickhead. You can't be a dickhead. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like, it's, yeah, it's credit to play, like the, the players in the organization, the people at the top, but also like, yeah, the families that where like the boys have like been brought up. Like I know my family are hardworking and so, yeah, honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you look at them and like, Loves a good. beer. Yeah, loves a beer. <laughs> Doesn't like leaving the bar. Yeah. Shout out Harry Grant's dad. That's yeah. fucking awesome. He's probably going to watch this from, the, from that seat we're talking about, oh, maybe. If he can find it. <laughs> he wouldn't know how to use a phone. Yeah, true. They're too busy solving other more important problems. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. How is, um, can you give me a little bit of insight? I reckon, I don't know if uh, last time we had a few of the Storm Boys on, but it's been a while actually since we've had them on, but like just a little bit of insight into what actual Craig Bellamy's like, because I feel like the persona we get to see on the outside and what's in the inside might be very different. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like, I don't know, we, we probably see something like a whole different side of him now mm-hmm. compared to like 10 years ago where they reckon he was, or 20 years ago when he was a hard nose, like <laughs> right, just a hard edge. But he's, like everyone sees him in the box and I feel like that's his game day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. so passionate about the club, like the people and like winning Yeah, that like he's so worked up in that 80 minutes. Yeah. So like- if you see the boy, like you see a player that's got like a lot of passion on the field, it's like, it's no different to Craig in the box. Cause he just, you know, he wants to win. He puts so much time and effort into it. Which you love. You it's love like, to see Yeah, that. you love to see, like he puts that much time into it. It's like, you know, he's, yeah, he's earned that. Like to, yeah, to blow up at me if I like do something <laughs> wrong. I'm like, yeah, mate, you, you put a lot of time in it. But in saying that, like he's away from that, like the box, the 80 minutes of game, he's like a very like, witty, funny, like, really, um, you know, likable, like genuine guy. Like he's, you know, I think if you talk to a lot of the older boys that he's done so much for them and like, a, yeah, someone so that they can always, yeah, yeah. Someone that they can always sort of rely on and he'll give you honest Fuck, opinions, man. but yeah, he's actually like very, very funny. He's not one you want to go at. Like, <laughs> yeah, really? He's Sharp. So, yeah. He's very witty and like, you don't really want to go at him. Like <laughs> Brandon used to be a good one, but. Cameron Munster now. He's, Cameron, they, 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 they go got, at it. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good for change room. Yeah, I yeah, love they're that. real good. So anytime a meeting's getting a little bit like long or boring, money just gets into it. <laughs> really? He yeah. bites. He always bites. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Okay, is there anything that he would say? Like, or you just tell him to shut up or something? Oh, but, he's got anything. under. He, yeah, he's got some good comebacks. Uh, Hey guys, just a quick break in this episode to share that I have partnered with Dabble, the gambling agency. Dabble is an incredible platform. It's similar to Instagram where you can copy uh, bets off some of the absolute superstars of various games. It's absolutely awesome. Please make sure you do gamble responsibly. Only bet what you can. And also, big, big news. For the next 12 months, I'm going to be doing a Tuesday stream between 7 and 8 p.m. where I'm going to be talking all sports, putting on bets with you guys and having absolute fun. You can find that within the Double app. And it's there, as I said, every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m., the Jake Barkadash live show. Make sure we see you there and we'll get back into the episode. Because we do a lot of AFL players, a lot of the listeners here would be interested, but like Joel Selwood, yeah. like that's uh, not not a lot of people saw that coming, but it probably is a match made in heaven because of like the Geelong culture and their success is very similar to like Melbourne Storm from an AFL sense. Yeah. But what's he been like to have around? Like if people realise how big he is, I assume you guys would because you're from Melbourne. No, nah, yeah, everyone like, I guess everyone's probably in the same, but like you, you know how big he is like as a player, but the person he is, he's so like humble and like. Really? Yeah, he's such a. 
such a late, like in a way laid back, like he's, he'd give everyone the time of the day and, um, you know, like help anyone that needs a hand. But I think he's, he's good for us in a sense that he, he was thrown into leadership from a young age. Yeah. And for us, it's like we got a new sort of leadership group coming through losing a lot of our experienced players. Are you in that? Yeah, I'm in oh, that. Yeah, Vic, <laughs> 25 in the leadership Yeah, group. yeah, shit. So, cause that, so what, who, who's in there? Welshie, obviously, is captain. So we got, yeah, Welshie and then um, Jerome, Money, and myself for vice Fuck, captains. That's huge. And then we got um, Paps. Paps would probably be there. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. have like four vice captains if <laughs> Paps was there. But he's just been, um, unfortunately, like injured. Yeah. And then um, Tommy Eisenhuth, who's like a, He's a battler. He's got he's got this, he's got a great story. Like does he? But he's just such an educated man. He's really good. So so good is, Joel, is Joel Selwood? Is his role around the club to be with you guys? Yeah. So he's kind of like um, leadership mentor. So he's like oh, that's cool. So like he's sort of like doing a fair bit with us, and it's cool because he's he's not coming in like telling us oh you you should do this in your game like you played like shit like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. he's basically coming from a leadership it's just point a good just luck. going like hey like you know what did you say here or like you know what what were your actions here kind of thing like you and, can't not be loved when you're in that role yeah <laughs> it's just like it just yeah, yeah, everywhere. yeah so no he's been really good but like I think Geelong are a lot more laid back in a way with their scheduling and that mm. but their ultimate like goal is just to work hard like that's Joel yeah so okay. like to have that balance is really good it's interesting because there's actually a thing that came out about Geelong recently. I didn't know this, Braden. You might know this, but they like real their training schedules are much more like laid back than other AFL clubs. Yeah, like they they'll train, train less. Yeah, they train less. Everyone, yeah. But then I think it's like this is what they maybe this is what people are now typical like the journos turning on after sort of two defeats. But they kind of say like, well, in when you obviously chilled out and training that way, but then when you come on game day, you see someone like Selwood throw his head on the ball yeah. and like kind of lifts everyone up. So yeah. you're like, oh shit, maybe like they're saying, oh now Selwood's not there it's all need that yeah do you know what i mean but i reckon it's a hard that's impressive yeah it's yeah pretty, i reckon that'd be hard to do yeah well I, I feel like it's it's coming that way where like everyone has so much like outside of foot like the sport as well like yeah i know you love your golf like yeah what do they call you <laughs> sandman sandman how do you know that i don't know man how do you know that <laughs> you, you spent a lot of time in the bunkers <laughs> oh, eh? mate. Oh. serial bunker bloke <laughs> like hit a tree hit a tree and bounce <laughs> like d- just drop right in the middle on the highest ridge like it's like the beach hey? yeah like, like the a- beach <laughs> and the thing is as well i played one day with like a me and uh, my mate geordie we played with like a pro at this beautiful golf course and I kept getting in the bunker, but he coached me out of it. And there wasn't one double stroke in the bunker. And then I've left him. I'm like, I've got it. I've never, like five strokes get out of the bunker. Just a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just right off the hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's just you play a bit of golf? Uh, I, I try. You I'm not try, good. Yeah, I'm so going to like get me. into it. Like, like me. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a hacker, but yeah. I'm, I'm keen to put some time into it and get good. But like. It's a fucking good pastime, man. Like I spoke to some like footy players around here and obviously maybe I'll be interested actually before that, like playing for Storm because like Harry Grant playing as a hooker for the Broncos or for the Roosters, I can imagine everywhere you go, you notice. Yeah. In Melbourne, is it like that? Because you, even though you are a superstar, like, do people recognise you because it's a little bit more laid back here when it comes to NRL? Loose term on superstar. Yeah, but. <laughs> well, World Cup, World Cup winner. <laughs> it's got to come with something. Take what you get. Yeah. yeah. Um, nah, nah, it's, yeah, it's, you, you probably don't get noticed. Like, 
there's probably some players like like Paps, he's pretty noticeable, like with that <laughs> mullet. Yeah. Um My choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, maybe maybe when people had a few beers, like they can Yeah, it can courage. come out. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> everyone's gotta be that That'd be yeah. braided. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, it's it's good. Like you fly under the radar a bit and in a good way, like you do like, yeah. Has its perks, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. Um, what what was a big part for you in your career? And I think like a real breakthrough moment. And I, I don't think for people from the outside maybe realize how it wasn't as easy as what it maybe was perceived, but your loan move to the Tigers in 2020. Um, I guess first off, how did that come about? And then through that, I mean, it must have been pretty crazy. You've gone straight into playing yeah. for a big club. Benji Marshall's there and all of a sudden you're like in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. Like I, like I said, I'd done a fair apprenticeship. Like I'd played two years of Queensland Cup and like I felt like pretty confident playing like that level. But I wasn't really going to like, I was just like, yeah, I'll just keep doing what I have to do to, to buy my time. And um, it was like the off season and dad was like solving the problems at the bar, like <laughs> solving the world's problems. And he was just like, he just said to me, he's like, oh, why don't you maybe look at trying to go to the Super League for a year? And like, um, what's the Super League for? So like, over in like the UK. Oh wow! So it's basically like the NRL, but like the NRL, like Leeds like, Rhinos, like and all UK. That. Yeah, Dude, yeah, it's huge there, man. Yeah, it's they huge. play at like the Premier League stadiums. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just like it's just a different brand of footy. Like it's not like they um St Helens they beat Penrith Panthers in the World Club Challenge. So like right. each year, like the so two champions play off. Good, good competition. Yeah, yeah, it's a good competition. Like it's it's different to the NRL, but it's still like, it's still like high grade footy. Mm. Um, so dad was kind of like, oh, why don't you go over there? And I was like, nah, you're mad. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, you know, you could go over, play a year and travel a bit, mm. just playing footy and, and getting a bit of experience. So I was kind of like, oh yeah, may as well toss it up to the club. And then I spoke to Craig and he's like, oh mate, I sort of said that to the, um, to the staff at the end of season review, like, why don't we send Harry to another NRL club or something? All right. And I was like, oh. And he's like, if do you want to do that? And I was like, oh, yeah, if that works, I'd, I'd do that. So then he's like, oh, mate, like, like players get injured all the time in trials. Like, you might have to just wait till after the trials and then, like, go to a club or whatever. And then they had a relationship with the West Tigers and then um, West Tigers were like, yeah, well, Fuck, we're man. pretty keen on a hooker. Like, they had... Jacob Little, but he was injured. I think he'd done his knee and he was coming back from it. Right. So they're like, yeah, we're keen. So then the Storm were like, well, now we want to get something in return. So they're <laughs> like, well, we'll do a loan. So like, you know, um, the Storm got it outside back, Paul right. Momorowski, and then I went to the Tigers. Man, it was fucking yeah, crazy. It worked that- out pretty cool. In yeah. The end, well, like- well take, can you tell me about that? Because like, did you feel ready at that point to play that yeah. role and, and obviously on the big stage. And did you know you were capable of what you actually did there? Cause you, what you did was pretty, no, um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably like, I was shit myself. Like when it was all going through, I was really? just like, I didn't know how it was going to be perceived like by my teammates and yeah. then like by like the West Tigers, like team, like those players. And then like, yeah, the club and that. But at the end of the day, like I said before, like you go to a, when you get on the field and like you, or you start training, like all you want to do is win. Like yeah. I was going there, like I just wanted to win. Like I wanted to help the team make finals. Um, they had made, unfortunately we didn't like, but yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that was like my goal. I just wanted to earn the respect of all the, the players there and the, and the staff and that. Um, but yeah, like if I look back, I look back on it now. It's like, if I was at the storm, like 
I wouldn't. I would, wouldn't have even played Q Cup that year. So it would have been a whole year of like no footy because oh, of COVID. COVID. So like there was no, no like second tier. Fuck. So man. like I would have just been like training like on the weekends. Like that's crazy. So I was like, I look back on it now. I was like, yes, it was really good timing. <laughs> did, did you feel like was that the? F- I mean, you might have felt it before, but did you feel like you're an established? You you could play at that level then? Like you established um, yourself in the NRL after that stint? Or? Like my first two games. Like so, I'd played two games before I went there. Yeah. Uh, for the Storm, and like I was like. Yeah, I was out of my feet like in those two games. So all I was right. like, I was nervous. I was like right. going there. I was like, nah. And then I realized like I've done all the training, like training against boys every day. Like, and then, yeah. So, I could be harder games are at the Storms training. Yeah. And sometimes. I was like, I was doing that training like for the yeah. last three years or whatever yeah. it is. So I was like, oh, like I should be right. And then I got in the game, like the first game and, um, yeah, I just felt comfortable and I was like, oh, this yeah. is all right. So <laughs> It's a pretty good feeling, eh? I don't, I don't think people get it, but like there is something about when you play well and initially you get the respect of your peers. Yeah. Like even at the Tigers, but also you've been winning stripes at the Storm. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's fucking sure. good. It's a good feeling, man. Because yeah. then all of a sudden you feel like, yeah, well, people know you can hold your own. Yeah, yeah. It's like an un, like unspoken like eye contact yeah. <laughs> in the change room. Yeah, a little really, bit of respect. And yeah, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, like. It probably would have come your way. I assume that did that help you? Obviously, bought you some tickets with the Storm as well. The way the the Tigers loan went. Yeah, I reckon for sure. Like, would have that. That was kind of the whole, you know, goal of it is to get experience. And like, yeah. I felt like I got that, and I come back a bit more experienced. Like if I came back or didn't leave, sorry, I would have had two games. Yeah, or maybe a couple more, but to yeah. my belt. Whereas we're going into twenty one, me and Brandon, and like. We'd, you know, I'd had a full season at the West Tigers and, and Brandon played for a few years. So yeah, okay. Um, better th- result. This might be a tough question, but what's what what would you say is the hardest thing about playing in the NRL for some like an idiot like me that doesn't actually know what it's like other than seeing Justin Ollum just try and kill people <laughs> yeah, maybe when that. he's got the ball? <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky I play alongside Nelson. So. Yeah, you you set the bloke up. You yeah, yeah. Too, you, know, what, you just sit back and watch yeah, him get leathered. <laughs> How good is that? Um it's pretty hard. Like, that's, it's, yeah, is it quick? It's a, it's it, it looks question. like it's lightning quick and fierce, but at times, yeah, obviously, it's, it's 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 very quick. Like, especially now, like with momentum, like the game, it's like you get on the front foot and like, yeah, you, you're kind of under the pump. Like, mm. so much now compared to like say five years ago, where it was the game could be slowed down. Like they've sort of sped it right up to be more of a spectacle. Yeah. And okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one. Because I always think there would be like an element of like, you've got to be really calm through the game, especially if you have like a bad set and then all of a sudden you're on the back foot and you're in like your back sort yeah, of yeah. half. It's like you can't get too emotional. You just yeah. got to like, that would be hard to that's, do. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a hard question. I've never really thought about that. Yeah. Like I, I feel like it's just like for me, like I said, I've played since I was four. Since <laughs> so like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like tying up a shoelace. It's kind of like, you know, you're just yeah. doing it because you love it. Like you, you don't really go. before games? Because yeah, like, I get nervous before games. Like, I, I think it's a good Usually thing. pretty good. Like usually I'm all right. Like, but yeah, I definitely do get a little nervous and probably, yeah, probably now like there's a bit more like responsibility too. So. Yeah. I think about 10 years ago, I lived in um, 
Queensland. It was probably obviously growing up in Melbourne, very AFL dominated. Mind you, though, biggest bragger of the storm ever because it's like you guys love NRL and, and give it more attention than we do. Yet yeah, our yeah. team's kind of always beaten yours. It'd yeah. be like the Swan, Sydney Swans yeah. fans with us. Um, but I, when I lived in Queensland, Origin was like the first thing that got me into league. I was like, fuck, this sport is off its head. Yeah, it's good. Like all of a sudden I was wearing maroon and I was like going yeah. off at New South Wales people. I'm like, I'm from Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how does this I work? You. Yeah, I hate <laughs> you, fucking prick, you know. Um, best mate at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Through a hook. Well, whoops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but um, can you tell me like how amazing it was to be a part of one, an origin series, but then obviously to win it too? Yeah. Like, uh, I think, like I said before, like I was very fortunate, like timing. Like my yeah. first one was like a origin series that we'll never, ever probably experience again. Like it was at the end of the season yeah. and we had like three games in like sort of a row after the season had finished. Right. We we're in this camp for like four and a half weeks together, like locked down because of COVID. And it was just like, that was so like incredible. Like yeah. it was ca- kind of so weird. Like we're just, we we're written off. Like we had no chance, but um, yeah, I made my debut in a decider at Suncorp Stadium and it was Somehow, like through all the <coughs> all the rules of COVID, Suncorp could be packed. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like cheering. Yeah. So. Um, but like I said, like if I didn't go to the West Tigers, like I wouldn't have had that opportunity yeah, to, correct, to play Origin that year. And then, yeah, that was such a fun camp. And it's, like, what's yeah. it like in the camps there? Because and obviously this is probably a little bit on the Kangaroos camp because obviously when you play at the Storm, you have great camaraderie, but you go home, you come back the next day, yeah. whereas those camps, you kind of go back to the same place and you're yeah. around each other all the time. Yeah. Is it, is it fun? Like, do they make it lighthearted? Because I feel like NRL's got a good culture with that. Yeah, yeah. It's real fun. Like, very lighthearted. Like, um, Origin is, is always known for like, you know, especially Queensland, like just the connection and like right. the people involved. Like, you know, you get Alfie Langer and like, he's just like the glue, just bringing it all together. <laughs> really? It's just like, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's such a, you know, you, you go there and you all have uh, like something in common. It's right. like you're from, like you're from Queensland and, yeah. you know, you've grown up wanting to play for Queensland. It's like that's mm. straight away just a bond. Yeah. And then you just build on that through the week. It's like a lot of like, just a lot of like, you know what it's like. Yeah, it's man. A lot of time together, just like banter. Just fun time. Yeah, yeah, banter. Like, who are the larrikins? Cards. Like, who are the biggest larrikins for you? Like, are the ones that you like when you go into camp, you look forward to like having a yarn with and shit? Oh, like, oh, heaps, like all the boys, hey, like, they're such good. Seriously, like, mate, it just looks like fun. Like, such good crew. <laughs> like, my first, like, that 2020 Origin camp. Um, like, I reckon, I don't know, like, I'll, Count on one hand the amount of times that Tino, big Tino from the Titans, like he was at the storm that year, but like we played together down here. Yeah. Like he didn't sleep in my, my room. Like he was just sleeping in my room every night. Like, cause he just like, <laughs> just you like, know what I mean? Like that's just like. That's how it is. Yeah. It's just like the togetherness and that. And I think you said that about Brandon Smith before as well. He used to just knock on people's doors and be like, yeah, what are you up to in here? Like, like looked in like a street kid, like what's going on? And then fall yeah, asleep in your house. Yeah. Fall asleep on your couch. <laughs> like, that's you wake up, normal, the, you wake up the next morning. You're like going into make brekkie and Brandon's just on your couch. <laughs> what the fuck? Where, where'd you come from? <laughs> oh, that's so got good. Spare keys. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But no, nah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The origin, like, the World Cup was the same. Like yeah. when we first went over, like Mal was like, um, he was just like, like everyone's going to get a game, like no matter what. Like, oh, really from the get go? Yeah. He's like, like anyone in the squad here is going to get a game. So like, I think it just set everyone off on a good like note because everyone yeah. knew like, oh, we'll, 
we're all mates here. Like we're all like going to get a, get a game. Like, let's just enjoy this. Yeah. And that was like, yeah, from the start, like the connection, like so much time together because you're in the UK, like the only real thing to do is have yeah. to go to the pub and yeah. drink beer. <laughs> Did, were you guys allowed to do that? Yeah, like, yeah like they encouraged often? it. Yeah, yeah. Encouraged. Often. Yeah, they encouraged often. it. And through a World Cup. Mate, you know if the Socceroos, if one Socceroo was seen at the World Cup in a pub having a beer, he'd be obliterated. Really? Yeah, he or she no, would be obliterated. Nah, so Mel, like Mel's- So I love NRL. Mel's been in there for like years, you know, like coach, yeah. but like pl- as a player. So like he's got all the boys, old school boys, like um, the Axtra of Gilmeister and that with him. And they're just bringing in like what they did back in their day. And yeah. it's like, they call it the emu. So if like you're not playing that week, say we had a squad of, um, I think it was like 24 maybe, I don't yeah. know, 23. So if you're not playing that week, you have to go out. So like say the like 18, 19. <laughs> so then there's four, five players that have to go out the night before the game with the staff and go and have like, that's what they're like doing. They're, like, oh you gotta my go God. And have, yeah. They call them the emus. Like you got to go and have a beer with them. Um, it's a good way to keep team morale yeah, high. Keep team morale high, like connection, like even lighthearted the next morning. Like you come and you're Dude, like Jason, like the boys, like how'd you go, boys? Did you have a good night. Like, oh, <laughs> that's so good, and, like, man. Going to play like a test match, but you're just like relaxed, relaxed. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, that's pretty rare. So, so when you went to the World Cup, did uh, naturally going as Australia, there's always pressure. How did you guys cope with that? Like, did you guys were you guys touted as that you should be winning the World Cup? I mean, was that sort of an internal yeah. thing? I know there was a want to win it, but, I mean, everyone kind of probably expected it too. Yeah. Which I think, is tough. I think it was like, yeah, I, I, we'll probably rank like, you know, I don't think we'll rank, actually rank number one, but they were like, you know, punters were like, yeah, you should be number one. But yeah, I think just as a team, we're just like, well, let's enjoy this. Like, let's build into the um, competition. And you look around, like everyone was like in the team, like looking around and you're like, Fuck man, we got some good players here. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty elite, so, man. Um, you know, we we probably didn't play our best against New Zealand, so we're very lucky we got away with that game, and then that got us into the final. So, so did you, so did you have like family and stuff go over at the time, or were you yeah, just yeah. literally stuck with the boys? Or nah, so we we're stuck with the boys, but like, um, like my mum and dad came over. Um, they travelled a fair bit with Benny Hunt's mum and dad, who because oh, Benny's yeah. from like, like near where I'm from, and yeah, um. Yeah, so they'd known each other previously. So they traveled like, and they were just traveling and then wherever we'd play, like they'd end up there. Right. So like I've seen them a little bit, but I didn't see them too much. And then my missus came over sort of like the last probably week. Okay. And I was just like, the last week I was like, <laughs> I was a bit like yeah. selfish. I was just yeah, like, yeah, well, obviously. Nah, nah, like I've been doing this the whole time with the boys. Like I'm. <laughs> they prize you brownie points with the boys too. Yeah. yeah. Jack, he hasn't brought his missus along. Yeah. Yeah, so, surprisingly. But yeah, everyone had like sort of the, a bit of a balance, like their family would come in at different times. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, sometimes like a bit like, um, you know, hang out with their family or them with the boys. But yeah, predominantly it was just everyone together. Who for you through that camp, like even though you played against pretty much everyone, who for you in that camp was like just always impressive? Like you're like, this guy's a beast. As in like. Just like performance. Like performance. Uh, yeah, like on the field. That. Yeah, um, standards, like actual output as well. Like one that really drove sort of. Oh, like, yeah, I've been asked this a couple of times. Like, I feel like because I've been in a couple of camps with, like, the Queensland boys and, like, grew right. up with, like, playing alongside them and that. You, like, you know what they're like. So it's not as, as, so, as Yeah, it's not as a shock. So, like, it's probably also, like, probably go, like, Nathan or, like, James Tedesco, like, Nathan Cleary Tedesco. Like, yeah, those two boys put in a lot of time and, um, 
like there was one day we'll finish captain's run. We're all on the bus leaving and Nathan's still on the field like kicking. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, and it's just like, that's just like. Little things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like we're all on the bus like getting out of there going, you know, UK is cold. Like let's, <laughs> let's yeah. go home and have a spa or something. Like, and then, um, yeah, Nathan's still on the, on the field kicking. It's funny, man, because when sometimes kids do that now, like in rep teams and stuff, people look at him like, oh, they're just showing off or they're trying to show yeah. the coat. But then when you start winning premierships and World Cups, then you're like, well, that's oh, fucking why. It's got merit to it. Yeah, okay, it's got, you, you know what I mean? Work, you, get, you get rewarded. It's like no matter what you do, you put a yeah. lot of time and effort into it. So like you. Is it, is it hard as an opposition? I can imagine playing against Cleary fucking be hard because he's just turning you around. He's like yeah. a bit unpredictable. He can execute at yeah, most he's skill got sets. so many like strings to his bow. But Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, it'd probably be different playing against him now, like now that I know him as a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't know him before that. Have you played against him since? No, nah, I haven't played against him <laughs> since. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, it's, um, yeah, it's, I feel like once you play with someone, you, you're a bit more aware of like, their strengths and that okay. and like what they do. So, so it's like, yeah, maybe he's got a few strings still up his. Up yeah, his probably. Face. Well, Harry Grant's got some too. So. Oh, <laughs> Chip and chase. Yeah, man. true. <laughs> Chip and chase. Now, so this is a bit of a selfish question. Um, there's only a couple more, but this one's a bit of a selfish one because I'm obviously a soccer guy. My mum's family's from Manchester. So Old Trafford, when you played there, yeah, yeah. was it the World Cup final was there? Yeah, that was World Cup final. Yeah, like, in, like what the, f- like is that, Crazy, yeah. Was that crazy? That we, whole experience. We went to a game earlier in the um in the camp, and like we went there, and it was full. It was just like, oh. we we're like, shit. If we get to the final, like we're playing here. It was oh, just yeah. like Jesus. Um, but yeah, it was just like holy, like it was crazy. But uh, then yeah, like I don't know. I think it was just like looking back on it, it's like I look at like some of the players that have played NRL, like some of the players that have played for Australia, and like they've never mm. got the chance to play in a World Cup or a World Cup final or at Old Trafford. Yeah. So it's kind of like at the time I was like, yeah, like soak it in. But like it's probably something down the track you'll look back and go, yeah, you know, that's not not many people get the chance to, Man, to play there. Crazy. There was but a lot it, of people that actually thought like Samoa would probably win as well because like, they they were yeah. pretty impressive yeah, the, whole, well the whole tournament. Yeah. So it wasn't like an easy yeah, easy game. No, no definitely mean, not. Did you expect to be playing like a, some – could you see them doing what they were doing? Yeah, like, we sort of, of expected like – it was England or Samoa. Right. Like, we, but we just knew, like, we had to, like, perform. Like, we had to beat New Zealand to like, yeah. get there. Like, yeah. New Zealand were, like, they had a fair side too. There's a really good photo with you and um, Brandon Smith as well. And like, in each, other's, like, jer- yeah, in each yeah. other's jerseys or something. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of going to, like, his was, like, triple XL. I don't know what his. <laughs> yeah, his was extra. a fair bit of time on the buffet over there. <laughs> yeah, extra small for, for him, though, yeah. probably. Oh, mate. That no, was good, man. Um, Probably the only thing I really wanted to ask you was just a bit more about who you are outside of the field because um, I just feel like I feel like you'd be, you know, quite good at separating your life from footy in, in some regards, maybe because you're yeah. not bringing I don't know if I'm right on that. It's just my gut feel. But in some regards, like I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's your job. Like it's your passion. Like mm. you put a lot of time into it. Like I do in that, in a sense, but yeah, I like, I like being outdoors. Like I just like just being away from stuff. Like I grew up, we didn't have an Xbox or PlayStation or anything like that. I oh, wouldn't really? know how to <laughs> play so one be now. Terrible at that one yeah, now. it'd be terrible. So I was just always as a kid, like I had three older brothers, so we were always just outside. Yeah. Doing something, like 
yeah, running a muck outside. So, Fuck, so that's why you got the sus bus. Yeah, that's why I got the sus bus. <laughs> now, I like my surfing and like, you know, my brothers are right into their fishing. Like I didn't get into it when I was younger, but I've, I've got into it now. So right. I like, yeah, like I said, anything out, outdoors, um, I'm all for it. But, mate, beautiful. This is a final question. This is what we ask all the guests that come on the show. Um, so we attest three successful traits to athletes, people in business, whatever. All three are probably important, but the one that resonates with you the most in your journey, uh, out of resilience, drive, or ambition, which one was critical to Harry Grant becoming Harry Grant? Uh Resilience. Resilience. And drive. Can you put them in together? <laughs> God. Rive. Yeah, Rive. We'll just, yeah, we'll just take the D off drive. Yeah. <laughs> so why, why is that? Like what for you? Like just the consistency of you having to turn up and fight for yeah, doing I your think, spot? Yeah, everyone's going to sort of face a bit of something. But if there's, yeah, something you want, you got to go after it. you got to chase it. Um, and it. And it will come. Like if you put the time into it, it'll come eventually. Like. Can't just shit the bed and go, oh, no. Yeah. It's not, not meant to be. Like, you just, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of athletes, like, that are probably in the same boat. Like, don't have things go right for them to start or early in their career or, or whenever. But, you know, you, you get over the get over the hill. Mate, well said. Well, hopefully we see you soon as a premiership winner with the with the storm but you've you've so. you've done yeah you've done a lot in the game already mate and it's great to see you thriving and uh thank you so much for coming on the show man uh, thank you we'll one, more, one more thing do you oh, what's yeah. the um story I, I heard there's a spa named after you oh i know who you spoke to hey. it's called the jacuzzi <laughs> the jacuzzi yeah jacuzzi what yeah five days on a millionaire's yacht yeah, yeah they, and then the uh the actual captain of the boat he um he's so like we got a great relationship because he was trying to be professional and i kept corrupting him like mate you shook my hand you said you'd have a beer with us tonight like just yeah. take the cap off and come <laughs> let the hair down and we, we won him next thing you know like second beer in he started ordering shots and we like let his hair loose but now i message him all the time and every time he like walks past the, the spa or the jacuzzi that's where you spent most of your time wasn't it well, i couldn't get out of it you couldn't get out of heaven as soon as the sun <laughs> dropped it was cold everywhere else i'd sit there and then everyone would just start gravitating and then we called it the jacuzzi amongst yeah. other reasons uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hope he anchored the boat when he come for a beer <laughs> so yeah he keeps sending me photos like oh we cleaned out the jacuzzi today oh here's the jacuzzi i'm like okay <laughs> but no mate <laughs> oh well, there we go there's a few candidates speaking through the uh the storm officers i see no 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 just you gotta do your research hey? <laughs> you've done well <laughs> uh, thank you mate been a pleasure and uh, good luck for the weekend oh good thank you very much cheers are you a podcaster maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join the multi-award winning Ozcast network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world join now for the first month free and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast Ozcast Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details.